Hey guys, thanks for coming and listening again tonight. Of course, we're not able to meet in person, but I'm thankful for this resource that we have that we're still able to record the messages for you guys and send them out to you. Now, I don't want to keep you on too long tonight. I know you've got a lot going on, so we're really going to jump right into this. Um, so really, we think about Jesus. Uh, if we think about how many times do we actually get to read about him being angry? There's really not that many times, but usually... When we think about Jesus being mad, we all tend to think of the same moment. Now, this is the moment we're going to read about in Matthew 21, verses 12 through 17. So if you want to open your Bible, that's where we're going to be reading from. So starting in verse 12, it says that Jesus went into the temple of God, and he cast out all of them that sold and bought in the temple. And he overthrew the tables of the money changers, and the seats of them that sold doves, and said unto them, It is written, My house shall be called the house of prayer, but you have made it into a den of thieves. And the blind and the lame came to him in the temple, and he healed them. And when the chief priests and scribes saw the wonderful things that he did, and the children crying in the temple, and saying, Hosanna to the son of David, they were sore displeased. And said unto him, Hearest thou what these say? And Jesus said unto them, Yea, have ye never read, Out of the mouth of babes and sucklings thou hast perfected praise? And he left them, and went out of the city into Bethany, and he lodged there. Dear Gracious Heavenly Father, God, thank you for this time together that we're able to come and to still have this 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 lesson that you've given to us. I ask that you would help it to be a blessing done to all of those that get to hear it. And just um, if there be any questions that are unanswered, then God, I ask that you would answer those questions and just continue to be with us. I ask that you would forgive us for our sins where we fall short. Continue to be with our church. Be with those who are dealing with COVID within our church right now, Lord, and you know, seeing the posts that have been posted and the updates, it seems like they are really getting a in, in, into a really bad part of it. So, God, I just ask that you put your healing hand on them and help them to, to bounce back and to have strength and just to come back better than they even were before. God, continue to guide us and uh, just ask that you give me the words to say as we record this message and Again, just uh, help it to be a blessing to all those that will hear it. And all these things we ask in Jesus' precious holy name we pray. Amen. Okay, so going back and looking back into verse 12. Um, when, when, when we see what Jesus does, we really see that he comes in with a mindset. Because he, he comes into the temple and he sees what's going on and he does not like it whatsoever. Because it says that, that he cast out all of them that sold and bought in the temple. So... He's literally throwing people out of the temple. He's chasing them out of the temple. Now, this puts me in the perspective of 2 Peter 3, verses 10 through 14. Now it says, But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall melt with, melt with fervent heat. The earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. Seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved, what manner of persons ought ye to be in the all holy conversations of godliness, looking for and hasting unto the coming of the day of God, wherein the heavens being on fire shall be dissolved, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat? Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for new heavens and a new earth, wherein dwelleth righteousness. Wherefore, beloved, seeing that ye look for such things, be diligent that ye may be found of him in peace, without spot, and blameless. So there, that last part in verse 14. 
That's a really important part that we really need to pay attention to. So I'm going to read that one more time. It says, Wherefore, beloved, seeing that ye look for such things, be diligent that ye may be found of him in peace without spot and blameless. So when Jesus comes in to the temple, he's not seeing people who are who who have peace and they're without spot and blameless. But what he does is he makes the temple into that by removing all those who are being a stumbling block, by removing all those things that that don't live up to that standard. He just he omits it all. He he sends them out. He flips over the tables. He destroys all of that. And it really puts you into the perspective of, you know, over and over within the gospel, you know, reading reading the Bible, it tells us repeatedly that we have to deny ourselves, that we have to do away with our own uh, with our own desires, with our own knowledge, with our own understanding. And these people that were in the temple, they didn't do that because they came in and, you know, what's supposed to be for God and to glorify God, they're making it all about them. So Jesus comes in and he's ready to, to to reverse that mindset because, you know, the Bible tells us that if we are of God, then we're going to have a renewing of the mind. So, so Jesus clears all that stuff out. Now, in verse 13, Jesus says, It is written that my house shall be called the house of prayer, but you have made it into a den of thieves. Now, that reminds me, over in the book of Isaiah 42, the Bible says that, that God will share his glory with no man. And there was no exception in this in this moment, you know. Um, like I said, that's why that's why Jesus had to come in and clear everything because people that needed to be there in the temple and needed to be fed, they weren't getting it because of these money changers. They weren't getting it because people uh, with wicked uh, intentions were stepping in the way of that. Now, when you go down to verse fourteen, it says that the blind and the lame came to him in the temple and he healed them. Now, this is exactly why I was just saying that those people that were there, that needed, that, that really were there for God, that really needed God, they weren't able to get to him until Jesus came in and flipped over the tables and kicked all these other people out. Because at this point in verse 14, that's when they were able to get to him. And that's when they were able to find healing. Because that's why they're there. They're there because, again, the Bible is supposed to be the... The, the the place of like the hospital for the sick that's the place of healing for the sinners so that's what happens now you go down to verse 15 it says that the chief priests and scribes saw the wonderful things that he did and the children crying in the temple and saying hosanna to the son of david and they were sore displeased now they were displeased mainly in the fact that that when jesus came in and he'd done these things that the people looked at him and they were essentially saying this is the messiah this is who this is the Son of God, and they didn't like this. I mean, of course, that's not a secret. You, you, you read the Gospels, you know that they, they didn't like the fact that people saw Jesus as being who he actually is. So they were displeased, and it says in verse 16 that, 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 they, that they said to Jesus, they said, do you not hear what these people are saying? Do you not hear that they're calling you Hosanna? Do you not hear that they're, that they're putting that, uh, that, that title with you? And Jesus replies, and he says, have you never heard... Out of the mouth of babes and sucklings, thou hast perfected praise. Now, I think that's just beautiful, honestly, because you really think about it. You've got these people who look at Jesus and look at them, and it says that they saw the wonderful things that he done. So they look at all the things he was doing, and they get displeased about it. They get angry about it because they don't want to to believe that 
their belief system was flawed. They don't want to believe that maybe they were wrong and that these people were right. Now, Jesus turned around and almost slaps them in the face and says, but these people have perfected praise. Meaning that you have not perfected praise, but these people have. Now, for Jesus to look at them and say they've perfected praise, that is beautiful. Now, how can they perfect praise? The reason they perfected praise is because they knew that they alone had no value. That they alone could not get out of the place they were in, but they had to rely on God. They had to go to Him. And because of that reliance on God and the trust in God, then they, at that point they perfected praise because they'd done what they needed to do, which was deny themselves and then pick up the cross and follow Jesus. So they denied themselves and they found healing within God and then they followed Him. So He says that they've perfected praise and it says that that, that he that Jesus left them and he went completely out of the city and he lodged in another city now how can we really reflect that under our lives and like I said I didn't want this to be a long message I wanted this to be quick for you guys but how can we use this message and make that relate to my life so here's what I want you to do I want you to really imagine this moment in your mind because like I said, this is this is a temple. I mean, think about being in the church and Jesus walking in and kicking people out and throwing over tables. I mean, put yourself in that position. Think about that for a minute. Now, think about this. If Jesus was there because he needed to exclude everything that wasn't praising God, if he needed to get rid of all those things that were keeping them from growing and keeping other people who really needed God to get to him, if he's removing all those things, close your eyes and, and really think about this. Look into your heart. I mean, if we're a child of God, then God resides in our heart. So let's try to take a look into our heart and try to find where Jesus is sitting in our hearts. Now, do we see Jesus sitting at peace because we've released everything else unto God? Do we see him sitting at peace because... We don't have other things getting in the way. We don't have things that are blocking our view of him. Or is he in there flipping tables? Is he in there trying to remove all these selfish things that are coming to you? All these prideful things that are coming to you? All these goals that you have set? Is he having to flip all those out? Is he having to remove tables? Is he having to remove people from your life? Is he having to do things drastically, just like he done in the temple, in order to get you on the right track? Because, and honestly, if, we're, if we are honest, he's flipping tables in our life every day. There's things that get in our way of praising him. There's things that get us distracted. And I'll be honest. My phone is one of the worst things. I get so distracted with my phone. I I get on TikTok and I'll sit there and I will scroll and scroll and scroll and scroll. And there's been nights that I'll be sitting there scrolling and God kind of whispers to me and says, you could have been studying. You could have been reading. You could have been praying. You could have been doing something proactive that actually you know, glorify me, but, I, but you wasn't doing it. We all have something or multiple things even, that get in our way, that block our vision, that become a stumbling block. So our mission is that we can identify those things and remove them. So that is, I think that's what God 
wanted somebody, whoever, to hear that tonight. That something is blocking your path. Something is distracting you. Figure out what it is. Ask God to help you remove it. And then leave it behind. Just like Jesus, he, he left the city. And he went and he stayed somewhere else. Leave it behind. Follow Jesus to the new city. And stay with him there until he keep and he'll keep going to new cities. That's the thing. He'll he'll continue going because something else is going to come along. Something else is going to come to distract us because Satan's not going to quit trying. But we have to keep a constant guard up. So that's what I want you guys to do this week as we finish out the week. Keep your guard up. Keep your mind focused on God. Just like Peter, who was on the boat. When, when when all the apostles looked and they saw what they thought was a ghost in the water, Peter stood up and he said, but that's, that's not a ghost. That's Jesus. And then Jesus asked him to step out of that boat onto the water and to walk towards him. I mean, that's where we're at. We're, right now we're in a boat. And Jesus is asking us to step out of that boat and to do something that we think is impossible, which is to step onto, not into, but onto the water. And to start walking towards him. Now, you know, of course we know that Peter got distracted and he sunk into that water. Some of us have taken that step, but we've gotten distracted and we've sunk. Now I want you to realize in that scripture that Jesus immediately reached out his hand to pull Peter out of the water. If you have fallen, look up for his hand. Look up for that guidance because he's there. He's, he, he wants us to, to reach for him and to grab for him. He has the best things in store for us. So that, like I said, that's what I got for you guys. I hope that it's been a blessing to you. Again, I know it was a short message. I was trying to keep it short uh, on purpose. Um, depending on when you listen to this, at this point it's not even 530. So we haven't went live for or Mike hasn't went live on the main page yet. So if you haven't watched it yet, go listen to to Mike and the message that he's got for us tonight because I'm sure it's going to be a great one. And uh, he's preaching about how to study the Bible. And, you know, from last week what I heard, it was a great lesson. And I'm excited myself to hear the lesson he's got planned for us. So, guys, I hope that you've enjoyed this. I hope you can go and enjoy Mike's message as well. Just continue to uh, be in prayer and, like I said, continue to really focus on God and what he's got in store for us. And I'm going to finish out in prayer, and Lord willing, we'll see you guys on Sunday. Dear Gracious Heavenly Father, God, thank you again for this time together. Thank you for the message that you've given to us and and the words that you've given us to speak. Lord, I just uh, ask it, you know, whoever needed to hear this, that, that it did help them and and maybe I gave him a new mindset, and um, you know, just you know the need that we all have, God. So I just ask again that you would be with with that family and just uh, that, that's dealing with COVID, and just help them to to heal up. Lord, be with the Sharp family, and uh, there was a prayer request made on our Facebook page, and uh, we've already prayed for that once today, and I don't want to put her on the spotlight, but God, be with be be with her and her prayer request, and and. Uh, just continue to be with all of our youth, be with our, be, be with uh, Emily, be with Maya. Lord, thank you for another year with Maya. Um, for, for those of you that don't know, uh, today is actually Maya's second birthday. Um, so, God, thank you. Thank you once again for another year with Maya. And, um, 
just ask that you would continue to guide us as the youth ministers uh, at Faith Encounter and help us to, to bring lessons that's going to encourage and to teach and, and to be with people that, that show how to implement the word into our own lives and help us to be that living example for them, God. So just continue to guide us and to be with us, Lord. Uh, forgive us for our sins, but we fall short. And all these things we ask in Jesus' precious holy name we pray. Amen.